Thank you for joining me this week on Aaron Wants a Podcast. We are doing The Courtship Season 1, Episode 9, The Strongest Prevail. So we start with Miss Remy and her court in the sitting room having tea, talking about the farewell ball that was very dramatic. Uh, yesterday and Miss Remy says she knew that saying goodbye to Mr. Holland would probably be the hardest and she couldn't get past being incredible friends with Mr. Mumbray and then Miss Baker Mrs. Baker asks about Mr. Chapman and Mr. Hunter being on the dance card which they didn't really get to address because she was too emotional after sending Mr. Mumbray and Mr. Holland home last week. She just said, okay, you guys can stay. Like, she didn't even dance with them. Um, so now we get to hear her reasoning for that. Miss Remy says that she needs all of Mr. Hunter and he needs to communicate. And that Mr. Chapman kind of fell back last week. And then Dom says that he wants to make sure that Mr. Chapman isn't just in it for the chase. (laughs) I hope hope he's not. And Mrs. Remy wonders about his nomadic lifestyle. (laughs) I love the way Mrs. Remy talks. And then Miss Remy thinks that they'll figure it out. And that's how she knows she's falling for him. Because she's like, yeah, I'll live in a van. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, I have a condo in Seattle. (laughs) Or what does she have? Like a loft or something? (laughs) She has something nice in Seattle. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to live in a van. It's okay, you guys. And that's how she knows she's in love. So, at the suitor's quarters, Mr. Nazair asks if the other suitors are feeling pressure. Because there's only six of them left, and it's serious. And also, Miss Remy expects a proposal at the end. And Mr. Cones thinks that someone will propose at the end. Ooh, foreshadowing. We'll see. Uh... (laughs) Mr. Chapman feels pressure and is scared shitless. This is not the first time he says scared shitless. I think he said it in the previous episode and he says it one more time in this episode. So that is just his, that's the way he's feeling. Uh, (laughs) So then Mr. Nazair is wondering why Mr. Chapman is there if he's not ready for commitment. And uh, he thinks he isn't being honest. So the Daily Tea arrives and announces a festival of strength. And Miss Remy and her court wonder who will win. And they thank Mr. Judge because he's a wrestling coach. And um, Miss Remy actually thinks Mr. Hunter will win. So then the festival of strength begins 
and the suitors arrive in their shirts and pants only, which is basically naked in the Regency era. Um, and Mr. Hunter was on the dance card last week, so he plans to flex the guns and impress Miss Remy. And Mr. Edwards tells them that this is a test of body and character, but mostly body. (laughs) And the winner will spend alone time with Miss Remy. And also, the Atlas Fountain is watching, so do your best. Uh, (laughs) They keep showing, they keep featuring this Atlas Fountain during this festival of strength. Seems to be a real focal point. Um, So then Miss Remy runs up to the suitors, and she's ready to see them with their shirts off. And she says they're also tan and look so good. And Mr. Cones thinks that Mr. Hunter's abs are annoying because each ab has its own six-pack of abs. (laughs) A little hyperbole from Mr. Cones there. He is really playing up this. I I guess maybe that's just his personality to be a goofball, but he really is playing up the uh, comedic... uh, effect uh, <laughs> um but also uh miss remy says that mr hunter looks like atlas <laughs> and he's carved out of stone mrs remy says that sorry um and these similar names should i i don't even i don't know her first name should i call nicole nicole i like to be very formal you guys <laughs> I want to stay formal. (laughs) Um, Mr. Cones thinks that the other suitors have trained for this. And this is the last thing that he wants to do. So he does some jumping jacks. And Mrs. Remy points at him and laughs. And I guess we're meant to believe that he is just going to do very poorly in this festival of strength. And poor Mr. Cones, the clown, dad bod sexually fluid doesn't get any time with nicole guy i would date dude (laughs) so atlas balls are the first event and this is where they put a 150 pound ball on a barrel that is the whole object of the game Miss Remy is distracted by how hot the guys look, and she says they look like the wolf pack from Twilight. (laughs) And then um, they do it in pairs. So Mr. Bokikio and Mr. Chapman are up first. And Mr. Bokikio thinks Mr. Chapman is his biggest competition, so he really wants to win. And Mr. Chapman yells a lot. But he finishes first. <laughs> and Miss Remy hugs him. And then Mr. Judge and Miss Nazar are Mr. Nazar are next. And Mr. Judge says Mr. Nazar keeps making grand appearances and now it's his turn. So he just like calmly picks the cement ball up and puts it on the barrel. Like it was very easy for him. <laughs> 
And it was, I'm not going to lie, sexy as hell. (laughs) And Mr. Cone says he looks like a claw machine. (laughs) And then Mr. Cones and Mr. Hunter go. They are the last to go. And Mr. Hunter thinks it's time for, or it's his time to shine. And Mr. Cones wonders if he's going to be the only one who can't do it. But he actually ends up beating Mr. Hunter. Oh my goodness. Mr. Cones, don't underestimate yourself. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So then the next event is the log of terrific endurance. And you hold the log up for as long as you can. So it's basically like testing your... I don't know, your arm muscles, I think. So Mr. Edwards times um, the the guys, the suitors, and the two with the best times go head-to-head for alone time with Miss Remy. So Mr. Nazaire is sizing the other suitors up, and he thinks they might be underestimating him. So Mr. Chapman and him go first and he showboats the whole time and he wins. <laughs> He's like moving the log around and Mr. Codes is like struggling. I mean not Mr. Codes, Mr. Chapman is like struggling. <laughs> and his time ends up being two minutes and seven seconds. And afterwards, he celebrates by picking Miss Remy up, and she seems to love that. And then next are Mr. Cones and Mr. Judge, and Mr. Judge is like, obviously, I'm going to win this. (laughs) And Miss Remy compares him to a mule, and the contest begins, and Mr. Judge tries showboating like, Mr. Nazaire did, but then he's like, oh no, I did too much showboating, and he drops the log. (laughs) So then Mr. Combs wins! Yay! (laughs) I'm like, I'm an underdog. I cheer for the underdog, so I'm like, yeah, Mr. Combs! Woo! But I also love Mr. Judge, not going to lie. So, you know, hard to see him uh, go against his nature and lose. Uh, <laughs> um, but Mr. Cohn says, never judge a book by its cover. And then also he's like, I feel dizzy. <laughs> and one forty-five, uh, one minute and 45 seconds was his time. So then last but not least are Mr. Bokikio, Mr. Hunter, and Mr. Mrs. Remy thinks that Mr. Hunter needs to redeem himself since he didn't win the, uh, what is it, Atlas Balls. <laughs> so um, then the, log, the logs go up and he's very stable as a statue and he wins. And he stays up for much longer than uh, Mr. Bokikio. So he says that he is the best Danny. Because they're both named Dan. And 2 minutes and 20 seconds was his time. So then Mr. Hunter and Mr. Nazir are in the final. 
And Mr. Hunter really wants to win. But Mr. Nazir has, like, a very sociopathic focus. <laughs> I mean, I I feel bad calling him a sociopath. But, like, he kind of... He <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, so he wins. And Mr. and Mrs. Remy give him a standing ovation. Because he was very impressive. And Mr. Edwards calls that a first-rate festival of strength. And the guys carry Miss Remy off on their shoulders. And then they put on their shirts. <laughs> Unfortunately... And Mr. Nazir and her go off for their alone time. And it's a blanket and some pillows. <laughs> it's just like off to the side. They're like, here's a blanket and some pillows. Here's your date. We don't want to put any effort into this. <laughs> and he says that his staff has set it up. And she's like, oh, you're so funny. <laughs> And uh, I don't want to, I'm not making fun of Nicole. I love Nicole. <laughs> but um, I think she's uh, blinded by his good looks a little bit. He is not that funny. But um, you know, hot people find less funny things funny. And uh, Nicole is hot. Miss Remy is hot. So maybe that's what's going on. So. <laughs> She also thinks they have a connection, even though it's only been a short amount of time. And he um, he says, you get what you see, basically, or you see what you get, or whatever the term, the, wow, okay. <laughs> um, but he says, basically, he's give, like, if you like him, you like him. If you don't, you don't. Okay. So, uh, and he, he then gives the same line that he gave her before about how she's looking at him and he's going to kiss her if she keeps looking at him like that and she keeps looking at him. So he kisses her and she says, if she feels it, she does it. And he's like, Ooh, what is that? <laughs> and she says that she goes with her gut and she had a good feeling about him. Um, I don't know. Nicole, you are very young. You've had a lot of career experience, it seems. <laughs> but um, I don't think your picker is is tuned exactly correctly yet. And like Mr. Nazaire is not it for you. <laughs> Um, but then she asks how it is with the other suitors and he tells her about Mr. Chapman not being ready for commitment and not really knowing what he wants out of this at the end. And she tells us that's the opposite of what he's been telling her, which we saw at the end of last episode when he's like, oh, I'm falling for you. Oh, my God. Any rules I could find, I'd break them for you. I would climb every mountain. <laughs> he was just like laying it on thick last uh, episode. So she's like, what is going on? Um... 
So she's going to put a pin in this and talk to him about this later. So then Mr. Nazair takes her back to the festival strength after party. And Mr. Combs, he is just so, he is comic relief to the nth degree. He is amazed at how strong he is. And now he wants to start eating protein bars. <laughs> um, and then Mr. Hunter goes to find Miss Remy. And he's sore, but she's impressed. And she asks how he feels after the farewell ball because he was on the dance card. <laughs> and uh, he says it was intense and he's grateful to still be there. But can she tell him why he was on the dance card? And she says that she asks about his weaknesses and his past relationships and he was hesitant to tell her so she wants him to be vulnerable around her and he seems like really perfect like his hair which is like gelled perfectly to his head <laughs> um, and she tries to mess it up and she cannot <laughs> And she tells him she just wants him to feel comfortable around her. And he says he does, but he does have a hard time being vulnerable. And she asks him why. And he wants to be the rock for everyone. And when he has a bad day, he keeps it inside. Ooh, not, not good, Mr. Hunter. You need to see a therapist about that. <laughs> I mean, ooh, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to have any uh, successful relationships until you figure that shit out. <laughs> um, so she says he was with someone longer than he thinks he should have been. And what if they repeat the same pattern because they didn't communicate? And she doesn't want that for her or for him. And he feels like this is weighing on her and he hasn't addressed it. And it's like, yeah, all you have to do is talk about your past relationship. I don't understand what's so hard. Like, <laughs> just say what happened with the lady you lived with. I <laughs> Did you do something really bad? Like, what? That's what she's thinking because you haven't opened up about it. Like, you need to tell her. <laughs> But he doesn't get that. And she says she wants him to feel comfortable with her because she really likes him and he likes her too. And she tells us that she's given him a bunch of opportunities to open up and he hasn't. So she's just really frustrated right now. So back at the suitor's quarters. Uh, hold on. Uh, the suitors are all standing around and a letter from Miss Remy arrives and she thanks them for the festival strength and she invites Mr. Bokikio to the Regency Spa and he looks very pleased. He and Miss Remy uh, walk through the castle grounds at night. I didn't realize this date was going to be at night, which is a nice touch. Um with lanterns and she tells him that they didn't get any alone time during the festival strength so she wanted more alone time with him 
And he's like, well, I've been dying for more alone time with you. And she tells us she wants to know if he's really ready for a commitment. And that's what they're going to talk about on this date. And they enter the uh, spa. And there are a bunch of candles lit. And two bathtubs. And she thinks this relaxing environment will help them talk about how they really feel. And he says this experience has been a roller coaster ride. And watching the girl he likes go on dates with other men have has been awkward for him. And he knows she wants a proposal at the end of this or whatever. <laughs> but he doesn't want to rush into anything. Or whatever is the key phrase here. That is what you say when you know what the person wants, but you don't like it. <laughs> I know that as someone who has used that term a lot as a teenager. <laughs> but he says proposal is uh, crazy. And he doesn't want to rush into anything. And she reminds him about what he said two episodes ago at the masquerade ball and uh which is that he would propose to her and is he going back on that and he says he's not and she's like but you are though (laughs) and he's like what's the rush i want to spend real time with you like i guess he means like in real life without the regency stuff which is fair but also not what the show is (laughs) so I don't know. And he says, is he shooting himself in the foot? And she says she appreciates the honesty, but it's not what she wants to hear. And he says he's rooting for them and he won't lie to her, which is nice. At least he's being honest with his feelings. Unlike some other people, Mr. Trotman. (laughs) And she's not used to people being this honest. Maybe it's a New York thing, and she appreciates his honesty, but thinks he could be more careful with his heart, with her heart. Um, That's what she says to us. Um, I think she should say that to him, honestly. Like, can you, like, deliver your opinions in maybe a nicer way? (laughs) Uh, But then he asks her if she wants to get in the tub, and she thinks it'll be cold, so then he's like, we should conserve water and double up. And she's like, okay. (laughs) And they kiss. He takes off her overdress. And there's like a whole nother white dress underneath it. So no worries. (laughs) And they get into the tub. I think he's wearing like pants. (laughs) I don't know. Um, And he says it's a Remy Bokikio soup. And he likes this. She does too. And she says that she feels uh, confident around the other suitors, but she's tongue-tied around him. And she really likes him. And he says he really likes her too. And then he says that he does see a future with her after this. But he whispers that part for some reason. And... 
then they kiss. It's cute. It's in the bathtub, whatever. Uh, then the next morning, <laughs> Miss Remy, Miss Baker, Miss Cl- Mrs. Baker, and Miss Cleary are having breakfast, and they ask about um, the date with Mr. Bokiki last night, and she tells them about sponging each other down and how he's still unsure about proposing. And Mrs. Baker thinks that he's stubborn and will do it in his own time. And Mr. Mrs. <laughs> Mr. Mrs. Remy, Miss Remy thinks that um, the festival of strength was fun and everyone was impressed by Mr. Nazair. And she tells them how um, during their alone time, Mr. Nazair told her Mr. Chapman's reservations about giving up van life. And she says that he told her he's falling for her, but he hasn't told her any of his reservations. And he doesn't like that he's had those conversations with the other suitors, but he hasn't had them with her. Which is totally fair. Like, what are you doing, dude? Um, and it's been like a... I feel like it's been a couple episodes now that he's been saying it. It's like, dude, you need to bring it up with her. What are you doing? So, um... She thinks they aren't on the same page and they need to talk. And she doesn't have time to play around and hear rumors. She needs to hear directly from him. So she takes it upon herself to walk over to the suitors' quarters. And they are playing pool and hanging around. And do not expect her to arrive. But she does. She walks in and she's like, hi, guys. And they look very surprised. And she, uh, they welcome her to the parlor, and she says she hates to interrupt their fun, but would they like to speak to Mr. Or she would like to speak to Mr. Chapman privately. And then Mr. Nazaire cringes like he didn't instigate this very moment. It's like, dude, come on, you know. You know what you did. <laughs> um, So then she and Mr. Chapman sit and he's glad he gets to talk to her before the ball. And she says the further they go along in this process, the harder it is to have hard conversations because her feelings are on the line. And she says that yesterday one of the other suitors told her that Mr. Chapman is not ready for commitment or to give up his van life. (laughs) Hashtag van life. (laughs) And he says that he's scared shitless. uh, Scared shitless number two of the episode. (laughs) And scared of commitment. Um, and she's like, oh God, no, my heart is in my stomach. And she looks emotionally wrecked by this news. (laughs) It's really hard to watch because I love Miss Remy. (laughs) Um, and she's so, uh, she's just so open. She's like, a. she wears her heart on her sleeve. So it's like very hard to watch her get blindsided by this um yeah it's very unfortunate 
Um, so she, she asks him if he even wants to be there anymore and he doesn't really say anything. So she's like, okay, great. And he says he really is falling in love with her and he wants monogamy and love, but he doesn't want to slow down. And she's like, oh my God, I feel so stupid. And he says he thinks her and him could be the most in love, but he can't give her the life that she wants. And he wants her to leave happy. And she tells him that she doesn't understand how he can tell someone he's crazy about that he just wants to give up. That's not love. And she's confused. Um, so, I mean, that... <laughs> Oof. is is hard. Uh, so he says every morning he wakes up and he tries to convince himself that he's ready and can get to where she wants him to be, but he doesn't know if he can do that. Ugh, God. So she tells him she feels he's being cowardly right now and this hurts so much and he's crying too now um she says it's breaking her heart and he doesn't know what to say she doesn't want to say goodbye to him she knows they have a connection and she can't believe this is happening um i really hope she was not like I don't know. I mean, this is the moment I'm like, did you have sex with him? I hope not. Maybe you just, like, did some stuff. <laughs> Maybe you just did some heavy petting. I don't know. Because, oh, God. Um. So then... She says she needs a minute and she walks out of the room sobbing. She crouches down and cries outside. He uh, tells the, you know, confessional camera that he doesn't feel he can make her happy, but another dude here can. And I'm like, which dude? I don't think he was talking about a specific dude, but I was like, which dude do you think? <laughs> I want to know. Um and he has a lot to think about and he's falling but he doesn't trust himself and she I guess she I thought she just was gonna go back to that conversation but I guess she was too upset so she walked all the way over to the castle and back into the sitting room where Mrs. Baker and Mrs. Cleary hug her and she sobs more and she tells them that he wants to leave and her heart is shattered. And Miss Cleary uh, says she's brave for putting herself out there and they'll be her strength when she doesn't have any. And Mrs. Baker knows that it hurts. And Miss Cleary brings up that there's other amazing suitors there. So, ooh. <laughs> So back at the suitors' quarters, Mr. Chapman is curled up on the couch when the other suitors come back in. 
Mr. Cohn sits next to him, the compassionate king, and asks him what's up. And he says someone told her what he's been wanting to tell her first. And it's like, dude, you've had a long time to tell her this. And you've been telling the other suitors for a long time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he says it's best it happened now before they got engaged and he got immature again and flaked. And Mr. Cone says, how does Miss Remy feel, though? Because he's, like, thinking about her because Mr. Cones is, like, the best. <laughs> and Mr. Cones is, like, can you guys handle... Or Mr., uh, Mr. Chapman is, like, can you guys handle this? She was falling for me. And this is probably our last conversation in this parlor. And now I'm going to go process alone. Because that's how I process things the best. And then he leaves. And Mr. Bokikio says he would be surprised if he stays. But, you know, with this show, who knows. Um, <laughs> so all the men get ready for the ball. Except Mr. Chapman, who you know, take some more time to brood around the grounds. I don't know what he's doing. Um, so the farewell ball begins. Miss Remy makes her entrance. She's wearing a silver gown. And um, all of a sudden, Mr. Chapman is there. And they smile, small smiles at each other. And I'm like, oh, God, Miss Remy, no. Don't let this guy pull you back in. What are you doing? <laughs> and Mr. Edwards summarizes the week. It was all about strength, um, inner and outer. But who proved formidable and who crumbled under the pressure? And the losers will go out to the carriage. <laughs> And Mrs. Remy whispers that she loves Miss Remy. It was a very cute moment. And Miss Remy says she loves her too. And there will be three dances tonight. Um, the first chosen is Mr. Chapman. He says if he runs now, when is he ever going to stop? He has to try or he'll never know what could happen. Mr. Cones is the second chosen. He's confused and he thinks he's definitely going home. And then Mr. Hunter is the third chosen. And all the other suitors go up on the balcony. And then Mr. Edwards is super sweet. And he says if she needs anyone carried out or beaten up or whatever, just give a shout. <laughs> and then he's like, maestro, music. And uh, Miss Remy sums up her concerns about each of the suitors on the dance card. She tells us that Mr. Cones and her relationship hasn't really progressed. Um, her family loves Mr. Hunter, but he hasn't opened up to her. And Lincoln broke her heart. But the passion is there and she feels like she has no control, which is scary and exciting. So, Mr. Cones is first. She wants to spend time with him and get to know more about him. And then he's like, you know what? Why don't you just sit back and listen? And she's like, okay. 
And he's like, take a moment and we're going to celebrate you. You're strong. You're gorgeous. You're so intelligent. And if you need someone to lean on, I'm in the cottage right next door. And she laughs and asks for a big hug. And she thanks him for being her support and giving her heart a break. And he says he always will. And he's grateful to be there. And he stays. And I'm getting big, like, friend vibes from this. Not romantic vibes. But like I said, Mr. Cones hit me up. Uh, (laughs) So Mr. Hunter is next. And she says she was thinking about what he said about telling him what she needs. And she doesn't really want to have to tell him because she already has, to be honest. Um, She needs him to open up. And clearly that's difficult for him. And he's like, well, I want you to see all sides of me, like. You know, flirty, fun, lighthearted. And she's like, yeah, I want to see that side too. But why won't you open up? Are you scared of commitment? And he says no. Um, But she says she feels like the other guys are opening up. And she can't break down this wall. And... Mr. Cones is, like, up on the balcony, like, acting a fool, grabbing Mr. Judge. He's, like, shocked that Mr. Hunter is maybe about to go home. And uh, she says she just doesn't think they'll be able to get there. She wanted to. And he understands. They hug. And Mr. Hunter goes in, says goodbye to her family, and he calls the Remy's an inspiring family. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. They are very, I love them. I love the Remy's. (laughs) Um, And Mrs. Baker comforts Miss Remy. And Mr. Hunter tells us that he wanted to fall in love in a romantic way and traveling across the sea would have been that romantic way but his slowness to open up got in the way and Miss Remy is one of the most incredible women he's met and they'd be a great match and he has no one to blame but himself so then Mr. Chapman is last he thanks her for letting him be there and she was like well I thought you left (laughs) And he's glad that he didn't because he needs to figure this out and he's going to fight for her. And he's got to look in the mirror every day and grow up. And Mrs. Baker, they keep cutting to her and I don't think she's very impressed with Mr. Chapman. She's like, oh, send his ass home. Because he broke her heart. And she saw she saw that already. And that's hard to get over seeing someone like that. Um, so Miss Remy tells him that he broke her heart today. And she doesn't know. Uh, she didn't know how she was even going to make it to the farewell ball. And he tells her he's sorry for putting her through that. Because that was his own personal issues. And when he fears something, that usually means he needs to go toward it. 
And he was almost a kid who ran away and he's so sorry. And she feels like they have something real. He does too. He wants to figure out whether it's lust or love. And she says, if it's love, then fight for it. <laughs> Mr. Nazare is like, what is going on? I thought this guy went home and now he's like holding her hand. <laughs> And Miss Remy wants him to stay. And they hug. Miss Remy is very happy about it, which I love to see her happy, but girl, oh God. I hope this doesn't end up blowing up in your face. Um, and she doesn't think that you can fake the way he was holding your hands and looking into her eyes. Yeah, you can. You, you you can fake that. Oh. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. <laughs> but then we get the previews. Um, they're having some kind of pleasure fair. Um, a psychic or a medium or whatever is reading tea leaves with Mr. Chapman and Miss Remy. And she says that he only has half of what Miss Remy needs. And Mr. Chapman uh, thinks that that means that she's in love with him, but he's not quite there yet. And the court seems to be grilling the suitors, which is always fun because that makes them trip up on themselves. And I hope Dom gets in on that action because Dom's hot and smart and can weed these guys out so hope you'll join me next week and see what happens if you want to follow me on twitter my uh username is at sagerlicious and i'll be posting uh pictures and stuff of the episodes and my thoughts and um hope you'll join me next week uh to see what happens all right see you guys next week bye